want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet who I think can do some good. They're bad guys. Exactly. And if anything goes wrong, we blame them. We have built-in deniability. What makes you think you can control them? Soldier Boy is a top 10 rapper of all time. Facts. This is Vanavia Junius. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. The shortest podcast we've ever done. Literally all we had to say. That's it. All right. So I guess that's it. That's it. I'm going to go buy some like this. He is. I mean, who's the top rapper right now? You know who it is. Say his name, you coward. Soldier Boy? Drake. Oh, okay. You know who influenced Drake? Soldier Boy. Yes. Drake steals Soldier Boy bars. All of it. All of it. Soldier Boy has always had bars. Pretty Boy Swag was basically the model Drake ran with for his entire career. 100%. 100%. It wasn't even being light skinned, it wasn't the emotion. It was that Soldier Boy essence. I even think one time Soldier Boy was wearing a, like an owl chain for no reason. Or we thought no. it was no reason. And then Drake was like, I like that shit. Who? 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 I love the clip of Drake doing a part of a song that Soulja Boy did for like six seconds. I was like, boy, that's evidence right there. Drake <laughs> stole all his shit because Drake was like, tell me what's really going on. And Soulja Boy was like, tell me what's really going on. I was like, motherfucker, that's Drake career, boy. It over, Drake. Whole thing. Over. Well, great interview. Solid interview. That's the interview I would have done. Yeah. I would have thoroughly enjoyed that. I also really, not to get better, um, I enjoyed how Soldier Boy played played into the whole Tiger thing. Because when he said Tiger on Instagram Live and said that he had a better comeback, Soldier Boy is high as fuck. Yeah. He is very high. But then afterwards, he saw people doing a challenge and said, oh, this is how it could get viral. Because mm-hmm. you, you might not remember this. One of the best podcasts we've ever done, and Ricardo has called this out, a.k.a. The False God. Um we did a podcast called Piss and Draco. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think. What? No, I think this is what during the time when Soldier Boy was doing his fake story about like shooting niggas in the studio. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it was called Piss because that's when uh, the R. Kelly uh, stuff was coming out about him having a sex right. cult. Right. And I think that was the atmosphere we were in. I don't know. <laughs> was that early 2018 or 2017? I forget. I think it was it's one of our. One of our. It's a low key one of our best podcasts. The Soldier Boy is a cover of like it. Game of Thrones level podcast. You understand. I'm gonna give you some names. I want to tell me. I want you to tell me who's greater. Bow Wow, Soldier Boy, Ray J, Soldier Boy, and let me see, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know there's a there's a generation of people who um, subscribe to the Bow Wow theory of hip hop mm. and think that everything. Was He's a real blood, by, by the way. Bow Wow is real blood, by the way. Okay. I believe him because he gets on private jets all the time. Oh, the Bow Wow challenge! You know what I noticed was like <laughs> rappers during the early aughts, all of them have a challenge basically where um, they were washed, and now they're coming back becoming a meme and going viral because people still nostalgic for like their music but quite frankly with soldier boy nostalgic for their music people are nostalgic for like bow wow shit not to listen to it but it like just the idea of them reminds them of the time that they were younger they're nostalgic for bow wow as a character right they ain't getting streams they ain't getting money from this shit yeah because i the last though it would be amazing if soldier boy came out with a fire song right now 
Which he could. Yeah, I was about to say it. that's that's that, that's not impossible. Like I think it is so like. Listen, this in is the, the era of SoundCloud rap. How can Soldier Boy do this? In the era of mumble rap, in the era of Takashi and Twenty One Savage, them. This is his time. Soldier Boy is they like he sunned these niggas. I gotta say though, that nigga been partying hard. Because when he you see terrible. some of them, he looks terrible. <laughs> this nigga look my age. From 2011, <laughs> it's 2019. Like, that's eight years. Why Soldier Boy look like he aged 20 years or not? And how is he? How does he it's still a lot have of money? It's a lot of drugs. How does he still have money? Explain the money to me. Like, what, what, what's the paper trail for Soldier Boy? Like, how was he making money? Good accountants, good money management. Yeah. Like, that's all I have to say. That's, that, all, that's, yes. that's what have to be it. Like, they put the money in a trust and be like, wild up with this. I love that the Gary went from, like, nigga shit to, like, good accounting, good money management, um, great investments. He really has his portfolio really pegged down. No, because, no, like, when you <laughs> no, think about Fox, it, when they just get into the game, if they meet someone at the beginning who won't steal all their money but is just going <laughs> to charge them a very high commission mm-hmm. and said, try blow $20 million and see how long it takes you. <laughs> it won't take long. No, but like if he tried to do it, and yeah. because Soldier Boy, he did. I think he was renting an, a a house or a mansion, and I'm like, why do why the fuck do I know this? <laughs> I, I listen. I was sitting there like, I was, okay, I was not paying like some of the mansion. You know what? Because this was doing the Draco era when he was doing a pop pop pop, which I enjoy. All that stuff started coming out. I couldn't believe it was his first time in the Breakfast Club. Well, to be fair, come on, like why would he be there? Uh, he had, and he had done some crazy shit before, but it wasn't crazy enough to get him on the Breakfast Club, which I enjoyed. Yeah, and I think that the um, what's up, what's happening? That the uh, J- Jonathan sir. Yeah, hold on. Hey, what's okay. up? What's up, gorgeous? Wait, hold on. Okay, let me go back. What was I gonna say? Right, I think it was the Vlad TV interview that he did that propelled his whole like new era of soldier boy shit and i know that you clicked on this podcast thinking that we were going to be talking about bourgeois and gillette shit (laughs) but we had to let get these soldier boy takes out we had to get these bars off i'm sorry the remix the stuff people are really inventive on the internet i appreciate all i love what the internet's doing right now like they and they're so quick these niggas are so quick like before like some of them do something dumb, and you have to wait like a day for the memes to drop and X, Y, Z. Now it's like, you do something dumb at 12, 12, 10, niggas got you. They ready. They got you. Like, let's There go. are people just sitting at home trying to be influencers, waiting on a moment like this, having their friend hold their phone be like, record your shit. That's me. actually real dog. Watch me do some dumb shit. That's now. probably real dog. You yeah, know? that is happening. But you got to be funny. Like, the nuances that you got to be funny. Like, you know what? You know what I respect for that? Jess Hilarious. Jess oh, Hilarious wow. is really cool. yeah. Oh, oh wow, I love when she does that. Oh wow, oh wow. <laughs> oh, wow. She did a fucking hilarious one this morning. I, I will really never watch the show she has on Fox. I'll watch every Instagram thing she ever does. I don't support them when they go like big. I don't support it. I, I feel rather, like I if, if she was show. on, if she was on Atlanta or did a FX show, I'd watch that. I would watch. I'd that. watch that. Yeah, if she yeah, made yeah, it to yeah. the good place, I'm not gonna watch a, a Fox show. Like, no. I, don't, I don't know why, but I'm, I just can't fuck with it. I just ain't gonna do it. That's what happened to John. If she was on Hulu, on Amazon Prime, some Marvelous Mrs. Maisel shit, you won't get me to watch Fox. That's what happened to um, Thingham. That's what happened to Joanne the Scammer. Joanne the Scammer was hilarious, and then, like, he kind of made it big. Like, he started, like, doing big shit. He or she? Joanne the Scammer was a man. 
like oh, a okay. actual man. That's not me being like oh, okay, gender okay. or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. he's a dude. Like okay. he just happened to be gay. But then, this, oh, okay, yeah, okay, just okay, weird. Okay, anyway, okay. shout out yeah. to Soldier Boy. I appreciate what he does for the culture. I think he is the father of all these mumble niggas. Period. Uh no, that's a lie. I take all of that back. Future is the father of all these mumble niggas. But Soldier Boy is the godfather. Future's album drops <laughs> January eighteenth. And while we're on the topic of toxic masculinity, mm. which will be subscribed to January 18th <laughs> when this album drops. Shout out to Miguel. I'm just saying that between track one and track 18, don't message your nigga. No. Just let that ride. No. Just be like, you know what? This ain't the time. I'm going to let him get these off. My, my favorite. Future, a.k.a. City Boy. My, my, nothing good. Nothing good will come from Future's music. That's my, all they say. My favorite Future meme is one they said when it was like, Kendrick Lamar, hey Future, I'm doing the Black Panther album. We're doing some black shit, some positive shit. Please come through in the song. Yeah. Future, slob on my knob. That nigga don't give a fuck. <laughs> don't give a fuck, right? They was on some pro-black shit. He's like, yeah, kitty kitty, yeah, slob on my knob, niggas. What? That's it. Future, that song was supposed to be about black positivity. Why are you telling y'all slob on your knob melodically? <laughs> Future has never shaved. Oh, why would he? He can't grow facial hair. He can't grow it. You could tell. Yeah, but the amount of kids he have, that's weird. Because they say like men with beards supposed to be like virile and like... I don't know. You know, that's one of those they say things yeah. where someone could like do a search on the internet and find 10 different contradictions about it. Be like, you know what? Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But people always subscribe information that way. I think that's bullshit. So while we're talking about toxic masculinity mm -hmm. and the future, not shaving. The Gillette commercial. <laughs> I really need people to calm the fuck down. I need people to calm the actual fuck down. Like, I'm listening to Bill Simmons' podcast on The Godfather, and there's a scene in The Godfather where um, they're talking to Don Corleone, and the guy says, 10 years ago, could we have gotten to you? Mm. You were stronger then. Mm. I remember that scene. 10 years ago. I remember that scene. Would y'all have been this sensitive about a fucking commercial? No. A commercial is the kind of thing where when you're watching the Super Bowl mm -hmm. and it comes on, you say, huh, interesting commercial. Mm -hmm. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. There was, a, there was another commercial. Someone referenced it in a, in a liberal group. They were like, Michael Jackson and some other white people did a commercial during the Super Bowl that highlighted AIDS in Africa. And then it brought it back to like America. It's like blah blah blah. Minorities X Y Z. No one said a fucking word. No one blinked. It was like, oh okay, cool. Then these niggas, me, me, me and Dakari sat down and watched the commercial together for the first time, mind you. And I was like, all right, I get it. I saw a commercial. I think it was was it Monday night, Monday night, and just basically said, this is, um, this is a company. Mm -hmm. That subscribes to capitalist beliefs mm -hmm. using the hot topic counterculture today, trend right. to sell their product. Yeah, no matter it. I get it. This is what Nike yeah. did with the Colin yes, Kaepernick situation. Exactly, yep. It was the exact same thing. Don't think these large corporations Give are with you. Give a fuck are with your cause. They're using the counterculture and they don't even think that they have to try hide it. They're using the counterculture to try sell your product. Pepsi did it when it had, uh, I think it was one of the generous, Kendall. Who, mm, when she right, was giving a Pepsi mm. to stop racism, we also podcasted about that. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> giving out a Pepsi to stop racism, 
but these commercials largely they cause um they cause people to debate back and forth uh the right-wing conservatives then say that they are protesting they burn their nikes they mm-hmm. burn their razors and throw their razors away as a bald man let me just say i'm not throwing my motherfucking razors, razors are away important. my friend I was in Lowe's. Uh, I my razor got dull on me. You ever you ever grew too much hair, so your razor like your razor goes dull. But you, you mad at yourself, fuck. right? You saying like, what what made me think that I didn't need to be presentable, nigga? You know what made me think it? I just go into work every day. These that, people, and I go into the gym and I wear a hat in the gym. What the fuck? I can't. exactly. I wasn't giving a fuck. On top of that. I went and I, Gillette, do that commercial for us. <laughs> do that, boy. I went in Lowe's. Fucking razor costs like sixteen fucking dollars. My entire bathroom is fucked up. My razor, the cover on, but before I shave, I soak that in alcohol very neatly. That's sixteen dollars sitting there, my nigga. My toothbrush costs dollar. That razor, I need that. I'm not throw away my Gillette razor. Let's also take one more step back into the economics of this, right? Nike was losing. Nike's still the dominant. the dominant Sneaker company sne- in sneakers, right? They were still losing market share to Adidas. Mm-hmm. They were still seen as maybe not the the hip popular shoe at the time mm-hmm. and decided we could have someone like Kaepernick come with us. Mm-hmm. Pepsi is behind Coca-Cola, always will be behind Coca-Cola. Right. So they need to make big moves like this. Gillette was losing out to other small, like Dollar Shave Club yep, and yep, other razor yep. brands who were coming who were coming for their corner. I'm and they were them up. losing... Huge amounts of market share because Gillette is in every store. They ha- they're owned by Procter & Gamble, who mm-hmm. we'll get into that you know, maybe later. Right. So Gillette has to do something bold like this to try to get people's attention and say, we'll do this ad, but this has to be an entire campaign. It can't be a one-off ad. Right. So we, we watch this ad, and it starts off with men basically looking sad. <laughs> These niggas about to fucking cry. <laughs> The toxic masculinity, like actual, like actual the toxic tears. masculinity in them has reached their eyeballs, and they can't take it. They're stinging. They're about to tweet how upset they are. Let me stop you one second, ladies. That never happens. Continue. We we we, we, ne- we never cry because of our toxic masculinity. We fight people or we like punch niggas in the face. I, have you ever cried from like, oh god, I'm so so much testosterone. I want to beat gals and do dumb shit. No, that doesn't happen. There, I think. The niggas who they show crying, I think it's like, they the bitch niggas. I was very upset in 2011 when the Heat lost to the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA Finals. Yeah, you were. Man. Yeah, you were. I remember that emotion. (laughs) I thought the importance of LeBron James winning a championship was like a whole posture shifted. Like, look at (laughs) your whole posture shifted now. Like, you still upset. I I am so upset. It was like a commentary on black empowerment (laughs) of black men saying that they could buck the trend and they could do this on their own. And y'all get beat by the whitest nigga in the world. (laughs) Dirk Nowinski. A a fucking German. It's like Black will, Rocky. You, you don't understand. And J.J. Barrera. I will never forget. A Puerto Rican and a German beat the greatest basketball player that I have ever seen play in my life. It was all good a week ago. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. I just stared off into the distance. You don't understand. I just transported myself. You started talking about it and your posture, like you got fidgety. He was like, fuck these niggas. Like, I watched your posture change. Like, that's still affecting you, mate. Like... <laughs> Like, and this nigga got rings. Like, I mean, like, he didn't win after this. Like, that one game meant everything to you. And Dirk wait, the wait, man wait, do a fuck like, after. <laughs> it's like, 
one, maybe my dad wasn't the best dad, most communicative. <laughs> And then LeBron and the Heat lose in 2011. <laughs> That's it. Those are the two things that I would say that, fuck. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that. It. That for me, when I got Terry Eichel, the toxic masculinity was when the Saints beat us. When the Saints beat the Colts. That interception. I, yep. That fucking famous interception. I'd be like, why the, the fuck the nigga got a dance like that? Like run into the end zone and go to the sidelines like a man. I was so hard, bro. Because you have to understand, the Saints beating the Colts is like if I play Kaizen in Street Fighter and Kaizen legitimately beats me. Like, I'm trying. I know I'm better than him. I know I can fuck him up. Let me tell you, that actually happened not with Street Fighter, but I played Fortnite. Kaizen in NBA 2K18. You let him beat you. Thinking that I still knew how to play. <laughs> not thinking that Kaizen plays this game for four hours every day. And do not picks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just turn off the game. Let's just turn off the game. <laughs> ben Simmons isn't that good. What, good. Why is Ben Simmons on? Ben Simmons should not be able to hit a jump shot anyway. <laughs> My look, I just did it to me like two weekends ago. I was playing him in Madden. This nigga was calling some plays and some audibles and switching up his line. I was like, what the f- nigga, you 10? Anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> so the idea of the men being... Because it's that men can't show emotion, so they're being restrained by their emotion. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that there was someone in the marketing meeting or the pitch of this commercial saying that we need more. We need the men to cry. Mm-hmm. So they had men in various situations. And in the culture, like there were men sexually harassing women. They, they were showing how the women were involved, but it was the men who were the drivers mm-hmm. of this action. Even the one party clip they showed. Right. right a girl seems happy, but it's a lot of bros around. Mm-hmm. Spiked hair, shades on. And he's like, smile, smile, smile pretty girl. Or so. No, smile, sweetie. Smile, sweet, Like that kind of shit, right? And then... And I just call everyone wait, sweetie, so... there was one scene, though, that I kind of didn't get. I think it, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. What's that? But it seems like there's a husband and a wife in the kitchen, and then he grabs her ass. No, no, that's uh, not that. That's not what happened, right? They're no, at work. No, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, they, they, no, they were at work. She was bending over on the guy, like pinched okay. her ass. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. now that makes sense. But who are these niggas? Those niggas exist. But this is this is what I'm saying. Like okay. those those men definitely do exist. In fact, we know those men. I don't know any nigga who would pinch a gal ass. They don't know. Ah, uh, never mind. Continue. Continue. But it's it's the minority of men. Yeah, you know, it is the minority. But yeah, it's, it's not, not, it's not the, majority. the minority of the thought process. My, my boys wouldn't do it, but my boys would comment on it. As would I. Like I'd be like, "Boy, look at a fat ass on this gal." But I'd say that amongst my boys, I wouldn't say that to the female. The, I, but I do know guys who will walk up to gal and be like, "Look at a fat ass on you." Because like that will happen. Because wait, we also did a. We also did. I'm just going back to our greatest. It's mm-hmm. a podcast on street harassment on right. men trying to right. holler at women and what mm-hmm. is the line between what's acceptable, what's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And they had versions of this. They had versions of street harassment mm-hmm. inside this commercial. But and the black I, guy stopped the white guy and said, hey, not cool, not And cool. I think that they, di- like, they didn't go severe enough, at least to my mind and how you're doing a commercial. Because yeah. if you just it's have a guy kind of casually um, motioning towards a woman, that's not how these motherfuckers street harass people. They say some, maybe like a beep in the commercial and then have him be rejected and then have the man step in. Because that's how street harassment tends to play out well, in actuality. It feels like they kind of sanitize that part of no, it. No, no, that's smart. Let me tell you why that's smart. Mm-hmm. Who's who, who? Who are the most common street harassers in all over the world? I don't know. Construction workers. Okay. They're the worst. Typically, when you see a movie, when you see a TV show, a woman walks by, construction workers haul, like, just, just laborers. Mm-hmm. 
I think Gillette knows, hey, these niggas is buy a lot of... Like, they do their market research. These niggas, these, these labor niggas is do a lot of fucking... They buy a lot of raises. Let's not fuck with them. Let a pretty boy do it. Let, let, let some dude in a plaid shirt and destroy these. Let him be the nigga to stop. Notice there were no laborers. You just saw, like, us. It was like... Because the people who are buying Harry's Races and Dollar Shave Club are the hipsters. Exactly. So commercials going after the hipster they millennial They go male. after nigga niggas. They went after... Because so, nigga niggas are more on A watching that commercial. And they do watch the commercial, they don't give a fuck. You see, here's the thing. You got nigga Y'all niggas... Y'all realize that a week before, there were people out there defending R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. A week before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were just like, I mean, we got to listen to these jams. I love how... I love how niggas are like backpedaling immediately. French Montana was like, yo, his legacy's intact. Two days later, I take back what I said about R. Kelly. I apologize. I don't want no smoke. But this is what I'm saying. So if you're someone who enjoys French Montana music, which version of that do you believe? Do you believe the version where he says it organically? Or do you actually believe when this man is like, you know what, I talked to my PR team, and we don't think that's cool. I really wish they would stop asking niggas shit. I really wish they would. And stop asking me shit. No, I want to say niggas. I don't mean black people. I mean niggas. Like, if you could ask... Men. You mean men. No. Niggas. Uh, I mean niggas like us. And that's white and black. I mean, like, like me oh, and you're you... you're doing the Chris Rock thing. Right. Where okay. it's like, okay, you could ask me and Dakari, hey, how you feel with R. Kelly? He was wrong. I understand his legacy, but I do think his legacy is tainted. I look at his music differently, and I can't fuck with him the same way I can't fuck with Takashi. Yeah. But you can't ask, like... Pedro, who lived through Ross Connor, what you think about the Arcade situation? Man, a lot of them guys, I don't want you sleeping. They'd be asking for it, you know, but you know what this is like? This is like when they ask that dude, and the news knows what they're doing. Exactly. Like this. When they ask a dude about, okay, well, what about the restrictions on conk? What are you going to do? Right. And that nigga said he's going to rob people. Exactly. He meant that. He wasn't playing with y'all? I screenshotted it. <laughs> But when you they, the producers know when they act, when they go up to they're him, they kind of answer. Like they, they, they can look at you in your shirt and be like, "Okay, no accent. This dude, this dude is read. Let me show um, you the fine." I'm gonna eat calamari. I don't know. <laughs> the fuck? I I I really want the news to ask me something to li- to like show that niggas ain't dumb, but they refuse to. I work for the news, and I'll be like, "Y'all me to just do. walk around the parking lot." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, hey guys, you ask me, guys. Any, any questions? Because I'm gonna give y'all an intelligent answer. No, they be like. Hey, Andrew Move. Jonesa, look at him. Oh, he's on crack. Perfect. Perfect. How you feel about the Kong situation? Man, listen. I feel a plenty, y'all, but the Kong, man, Kong tastes good. Kong Bobby Lip. Oh! Yes. This, this is... I hadn't heard Kong Bobby Lip in a while. Listen. This is great. It was listen. great to hear someone say Kong someone Bobby Lip. Someone actually said Kong Bobby Lip in reference to the Kong situation. That actually happened and never made the news. That, that needed to be said. That's a fun fact that you needed kids. to be said. Okay, back to the <laughs> That's a fun fact for you kids. We, we edit more than you know. <laughs> Like, they, they don't take the dumbest. They don't take the smartest. Just that Wait, nice you can't little... say Kong Bobby Lip on the news? You can't say Kong Bobby Lip, but they don't post the super dumb shit. Uh. They post. They don't post the super dumb oh, shit. They, they just... don't post the super smart shit. They post the, 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 the right there in the middle. You can say some shit and t- articulately oh. say that you're going to rob people. I might probably be on niggas. Okay, right. I get it. Beautiful. Get it. Okay. Poetry. So back to the commercial. Welcome to news. But no, um, they, they, they weren't attacking laborers. They weren't attacking, like, the everyday guy. They were attacking... They weren't even talking to hipsters. They were feeding the hipsters. Like, they were like, hey, hey, see? See what we doing? Buy our shit, please. Because when you also see something like this, because remember that this is still about buying their shit. Because mm-hmm. they, they represented all, again, they had a good uh, 
had a good PR team, good marketers. Very good PR team. They're like, let's represent all races in it. We put Terry Crews in the shit, and we put um, some of the some female news anchors who uh, were very prominent in the mm-hmm. Me Too in the Me Too campaign. Oh, about the Terry Crews shit, right? Wait, Terry Crews is in white chicks. So when you talk about, wait, I, I just have to say this about, because this came up because he also went at Kevin Hart about right. some of the stuff Kevin Hart said. Since then, Kevin Hart didn't apologize the way he right. wanted him to fucking but apologize. I, Fuck you, Obviously, Terry what K- Terry Crews is doing, I think that is admirable. But in that same vein, when you see someone, when Terry Crews is in something like White Chicks, people never think about the intersectionality of movements like this, of Me Too and how they affect different types of minorities, mm-hmm. how they affect different genders. Mm-hmm. Terry Crews is in a movie about black men dressed up as white women and mm-hmm. whiteface, and he's he's playing the coon who loves a white woman just mm-hmm. because she's a white woman, but that's okay. And, like, when you have the... There's a, another moment of intersectionality. The girl who played uh, Rue from Hunger Games mm-hmm. ended up uh, being cast in a movie where she's a, a biracial girl who falls in love with a fucking Nazi. Mm-hmm. But... Things like that get brushed to the side in, like, in essence, because that there's something greater that they're supposed to be Liber- subscribing for. So liberals would brush stuff like <laughs> exactly. that. That Terry Crews to the side. He never has to apologize for something like that. But when I see, when I watch that and I see him doing that, I said, "Yes, that's admirable." But y'all are on your your thought process is about the thing that you care about. Exactly. As soon as it moves away from something that doesn't directly affect you. You don't really give a fuck about anything else that he would have to say or, or that he has done. And same way, um, intersectionality also comes into the into the area, into the arena of racism. Mm. When racist shit happens, you would see black men want the support of black women mm. and want them to be right there with us in the fight. But then when it comes to something that affects um, women and affects feminism, then black men pull back from their support and then they move it away. But then... You all want the support coalescing when it's your turn, when you're the person affected yeah. by the movement. Yeah. Sometimes people aren't awake to that. And this Gillette thing was a prime example of it for me, for people just being so so amped up, I guess, about it on both sides, on the people who were so angry. There was a lot of men who were angry about this commercial. But you know who was not angry, who I thought would be? Who? Frank Lopez, a.k.a. Mez. I said, Mez, what did you I... think... What did you think I of this commercial? Him, actually. Mez said, great commercial. We need more shit like that. Here's the thing. But that proves there's nuance. There is nuance, and people don't like the idea exactly. of nuance. There's nuance I don't understand how you can like, talk about any of this stuff, race, gender, feminism, without having a nuanced <sighs> opinion of it. You can't be absolute in any area, in any vein. Listen, I can't speak for 2019 Kari. 2019 Kari is a happy nigga. But I am still a dirty, scummy nigga. Even as a scummy nigga watching that commercial, I was like, "Yeah, I get it." Because great job. Cause there's man, nothing negative that you could pull and say that, "Oh, this sh- this shouldn't be aired." Why do you like this? You know why? Because if it was an anti-rape commercial, I'd be like, "Oh shit, niggas still out here doing that." Well, well, it don't apply to me. I'll keep it moving. This don't apply to me. I'm a no, 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 nigga. no, no, no. The part that applies to you that they want to apply to you is that when you see men doing to help bad out, shit, I do just to say I nah, do just to say no. Dude, we had a situation to work um, this this when I was at the warehouse. We had a situation to work where a young lady came for I alone, and she walked up. Pretty girl, nice body. Uh, she walked up, and niggas, this is oh, a okay. wet. No, this is like this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just said to my, like, the worst car. 
2017 came back. See? <laughs> see? That's why I made it clear. 2019 okay, Tyree's in go, a good go, place. Go, go. Say, say, say what you guys Literally, say. I, I had eight workers. They surrounded this girl. I was like, oh, hey there, sweetie. What's going on? Oh, shit. And you could look at her face. She was smiling, but she was nervous because she didn't see me. I'm watching this in the camera. So I walk up and I say, hey, 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 leave her, man. What the fuck y'all doing? The girl let her. She said, oh, my God, thank you, my Andres. Yeah, come. And she was like, oh, my God, I was I, like, I was scared. Now, she was saying it jokingly. But if I was a five foot two, 125-pound woman in the back of Soldier Road alone, out of my car, and eight niggas surround me, I could be fucking nervous. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I try to be as big because. And I hate saying this. I know people say, well, you shouldn't just do it because you have sisters. But fuck it. I got sisters. I wouldn't want that to happen to them. So I learned from my sisters and, think, and that energy. Because people always love to say, well, it should be because you're a good person. Sometimes you need to fucking experience. Because that sometimes that's not how human beings work. Exactly. Right? Like, like people who have all boys in their family, they don't have that experience and knowledge of females. Go on, sorry. I think I had... A similar experience back in 2017. Of course, I think of I was still <laughs> no, 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 no. But what I what I mean that there was an incident outside of my old job mm-hmm. where this guy was harassing this girl, and I stepped in and I remember telling you this story. Yeah, and you looked at me and said, "What the fuck you doing? Like, go home. Like, why get in the middle of that? Because mm-hmm. this is still Nassau. It's but still, I mm-hmm. couldn't walk away from that situation and then just leave her there with this dude because that felt very dangerous. It felt. It was one of those situations where it felt like if I stepped away, he would have killed that girl. Oh, I'll, I'll be 100% honest. If they weren't my well, employees, right. I don't know if, if I, I would have stepped if in. If I didn't get into the... Yeah. Right. If, if they weren't my employees, I don't know if I would have stepped in. Like, like I, I may... I think I would... I, I wasn't approaching eight niggas. I'll be the first to say. So that this ally shit, again, you know, you got to be careful with that because, like you said, it's still fucking mass off. But, but I, I also think that the way that you were, that they want men to step in. I think that that energy has to be kept all the time. And when I say that, it doesn't mean just when it is affecting one gender mm-hmm. or one sex or one race. Keep that same energy about how men should step in when they just see and talk about men doing mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. When you see or hear someone saying something racist that you think could be construed mm-hmm. as a joke, mm-hmm. you should also step in in that moment. I agree. I, like, we, I watched a Gillette commercial and said, like, yeah, men should be men should be doing that if they think 100% if they think that it's the right course of action they they know because men also have this this thing and we've talked about this on podcast too we know the scumminess of men yeah because we know the scumminess of I, men and we know it immediately we, on sight. Kn- we know the danger yeah you would just we could see that the grass is moving a little bit and be like nah that's a lion in there yeah you will die if you walk that way hey gazelle I know Hey, Gazelle, look here. I know that feels safe to you. <laughs> it is not safe. You know how I know? I used to be that lion. <laughs> I remember this I conversation. Like, look at him. Look at this fucking I, lion. I, I, another important... That's because... Men, that's what I'm saying. So because men know, we know um, sometimes another man's intention without having to be told mm-hmm. it directly. Because mm-hmm. we see the subtleties in it. Because there are some men who won't be subtle about how they approach women, and they'll be like, because in a commercial, it has to be blatant. Right. Like, the act has to be blatant. And sometimes it's not blatant, and you could still say, yeah, man, but I don't think you should fucking do that. <laughs> I'll give you a... And not, like, not put it on <laughs> Jump Street, just be like, hey, hey, come here. <laughs> I see what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I get it. Shut up. Shut, shut, <laughs> shut up. Shut your mouth. Don't do that. <laughs> no. 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 Get away. 
Let me give you a joke. Let me show you how all men have a sixth sense about other niggas. This, this happened the other day. One of my female friends, uh, we were all at a bar, and there was a guy who needed a ride home. He lived in her area. I looked at that nigga, and I was like, hey, I can drop home. Don't worry about it. She's like, why? That's our boy. I said, don't worry about it. Because she was she was drunk, and I saw him like feeding her shots and shit, and I was like, mm-mm. I see what you're trying to do, bro. And and I wasn't cock-blocking. This is no. a nigga we barely knew. See, that's see that's one that, that they could... I think women know that one. Another one you have to be like of a man trying aware. to feed feed or drink. So yeah, sometimes and yeah. nowhere. But then another one is just a hang around move. Right. Where you be like, I'm gonna just wait the situation out. Exactly. exactly. I'm gonna just wait it out. I don't even need to try feeder shots. I can just wait. I can just be here. You don't have to be creepy and like be like, hey, you want another shot of tequila? No, I'll be like, hey. how about with a Molly? <laughs> <laughs> hey, ignore that dust in there. Just a little something for you. What? Now, same situation. We had the bar again. Me and my work wife now. We had the bar again. She's there. Uh, and one of her gay friends there. Gay, gay gay guy. Big guy, actually. I saw him. She's like, anyway, um, you could drop him home. Or am I allowed to take him home? I said, drop him home. She's like, so why him? And not the next one. I said, because I know he's safe. I know you safe around him. I ain't worried about that nigga. It was the other nigga. I said, trust me, I know. He's like, he sees... He might be like geeky or nerdy, or he might just be subtle with exactly. his shit. Exactly. The saying men are trash are about men being trash. It's not about a certain type of exactly. man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I always think about this when, even in this Me Too movement, because mm-hmm. you hear about women being harassed all the time. What about gay men who are sexually harassed? And that I feel a lot. like you hear so much less about that part of the that movement. That happens a lot. Because they're still dealing with men. Yep. This. Sometimes a man can be predatory because of his power. Even though he's gay, that doesn't negate it. That doesn't take it away. He's still a man. Yeah, it doesn't negate it. Ah! Ah! <laughs> negate it. Because I put the gay in the middle of it, and I pronounced it more. So that's why I said that. Because we were talking about gay guys. Negate it. Ah! I'm going to write that down. Put it Put in an email. To a gay guy. Negate. There's an opening joke there, but I'm not gonna crack it about gates opening. I'm not I'm not gonna crack it. You know why we're better than that? Thank you, Gillette. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Thank you, Gillette. I'm gonna do the oh, That's a fire caption. That's a fire caption. Thank you, Gillette. Is great? I'm writing it down. Oh shit. Uh, thank you, Gillette. I actually wrote it down. <laughs> No, when you think about it, though, the reason why they don't talk a lot about the gay harassment is because that probably turns to murder. It probably ends up violent. No, it doesn't. I why would it end up more violent than what happens with women? Because it's about power. Because Me mm-hmm. Too, as much as it's about uh, gender and sex, it's also about the power that one can wield over someone else. I saw Rashida Jones. Did you see the Rashida Jones clip she put up about workplace ethics? I stopped following her as soon as Childish can be and I fell out of love with her. I take it back. Continue. I, I, I did not know that. Continue. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. I did not know that. I, I'm going to unfollow her as soon as it's done. Okay. Um, the other part of the commercial I want to talk about is the boys will be boys thing. Because there's one vein of boys will be boys that refers to sexism and Trump-like shit. Mm-hmm. And Trump-like shit. Trump-like shit. Like locker room talk. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, like Trump-like shit. Yeah. Lock, locker room talk. So... And that vein, when someone says boys will be boys, I get it. But when you talk about um, 
boys being like erratic and fighting with each other and mm. playing and pushing each other. That's niggas. Some of that is just about growing up and about. Fox. Uh, and I, I don't think that it's. I don't think that a lot of that part is toxic. Some of that can turn toxic when it becomes all about violence and mm. all about hitting something else. And that's how you <sighs> measure. That's how you measure a man and measure each other. But I don't think all of that, or like you interacting, fighting with your friends, I don't think all of that is necessarily toxic in the way that they mean it to be. I've, I think that that's a generalization. I've, I've cracked several jokes with you and Nal about, well, if I fight Nal, I know I got to fight Nal and Nakari. I'm sure you, Nal, and your brother have fought on several occasions. So if you were to get in a fight, you could probably fucking handle yourself. If there's any pussy in the room, it's probably me. I grew up with sisters. I couldn't fucking physically fight them. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until later on in life, like, my cousin Ken and Trevor roughed me up. Because what I want these SJWs to realize, life is hard. And sometimes you got to come to, sometimes you got to come to blows, pause. Sometimes it comes to the point where you're 23 in the club, some nigga challenge you and your girl y'all can get away and you gotta fucking fight that's life sometimes i gotta say like it was so much better at 23 than it would be now at this age because yeah. back then you would get in a fight in a club and be like this is an adventure yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> like Boy, i'm, like, I'm in the middle fight. of a movie this is great <laughs> at this age it's like oh god i gotta watch my back forever wait i, I, gotta, I gotta move to canada you know, i went to i went to um Eddie Nine, this archer. Guess what I saw? Dal. You know, it's an, an a memory that I have with Dal <laughs> getting in a fight outside a soak fucking concert. And I was like, why? Why were you in a fight outside a soak? All you have to do is say you saw one of someone from your school. So yeah. John's is enough. And I remember like telling Nal the story the next day, and Nal was just like, "That's fucked up." <laughs> His entire reaction. <laughs> I remember being twenty-five, and I was on the basketball court at Acadia. And me and Godfrey were the only two behemoths on the football team. And a, a scuffle broke out with some white boys he was cool with on the court. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, well, them white boys there, but it's up there on their own. Godfrey started what I like to call the nigger prance. He's up, like, hopping and pulling his pants mm -mm. up toward these niggas. And he didn't even look by me. He's like, Andrew, let's go. I was like, fuck. So we ended up in this fight, da da da. Come to find out, fight ends. We get our asses handed to us because yeah. these are all like six, eight basketball players. We get mm -hmm. fuck up. We get them. Go over there. Wait, what pissed me off is that wasn't even my fucking boy. He just looked like him. At 37, I would be livid. I would write him a strongly worded email. And I don't make a fucking one no more. At 25, I'm like, motherfucker. That's Thanks crazy. Thanks regards. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this email finds you well. Drew. You don't get an Andrew Bain. You get a Drew. <laughs> Do you put a comma? Is there a comma? No comma. No, no comma. No comma. That's how angry you are. Not even a space. Not even like a double Ooh. space. Just boom. Fuck. Drew. Done. Fuck you. Fuck you. No period. No nothing. I like girls. Anyway, never mind. Go on. That was about to go left. Thanks, Gillette. That's why I, th that's why I say it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Gillette. Anyway. Like, Thanks. So, so people can write dumb shit on my Facebook and be like, hey. Thanks, Gillette. Because I was about to say something left, and I didn't. Yep, because of Gillette. Way to go. Raise a sharp awareness. How the fuck is that not their mantra? How? How? Oh, the they missed an opportunity with get? that. Oh, God, they missed an opportunity. Jesus. Be like, dude, men can be better. But I agree with you. There are nuances. There are no nuances to it. No, the boys will be boys shit. I'm sorry. Like, I think let little boys scrap. One of the nuances that I think that they missed on is that because 
society is based on uh, patriarchy, right? And yeah. schedule and built a, a lot along male privilege, especially white male privilege. Because black men do, ha and men of other races have male privilege as well. Fox. But it ain't as much as white. No. So white male privilege built a lot of uh, what society is. But because of that, and because of how the patriarchy has constructed everything, there are a lot of women, especially white women, who subscribe under the same patriarchy and believe the things that um, men will tell them. 100%. That's why Trump ended up getting elected, because he won white women by such a large amount. It's why so many populist movements in, in Western countries are built on the support of white women, even though it could be a conservative man who think, uh, maybe gals, what are you talking about the gender pay cap? You don't give a fuck about that. Let's talk about that later. I'll put that on the back burner. But those politicians keep getting elected. The guy in Brazil... Um, who was elected the president? Mm -hmm. He's probably oh, God, worse than Trump. Fucking asshole. Right. So that like people who are, I think women get it in the idea that somehow men are the only people who are supporting the system, but women are also supporting this exact same system. Fox. And they would the same way that uh, the commercial framed it that a man is still a man at the beginning of commercial when he's about to cry and feeling emotional, and at the end of the commercial when he's happy and healthy. But then there, there are also times when uh, women would say, even w when they talk about men gossiping, they say like, oh, shit, you try to yak like a female right now. Mm. And in the black community, you hear that all the time. And you hear any time, well, not any time, because men show their emotions all the time. Mm. There'd be a time a man can show his emotion, and it could be described and put in the frame as something feminine and something feminist. And when they describe it and frame it that way, they don't mean it as a good thing. No, They, they mean don't. it as a negative thing. What's what's funny about it is, especially with the women, we're talking about the women portion of it. I saw that with my mom. I'm going to go like with hypotheticals. My mother, when they were doing the vote no campaign and all the rest of that shit, I watched my, my I, I still to this day think my mother's the most intelligent woman that I know. She knew she should vote for women to be able to like, what was it? Uh, to the marriage and have their kids and all the rest of that. She knew what she should have voted, you know. But because of the way she was brought up, it was, yeah, but niggas. Like, she still wanted to protect men. It was kind of like, she really felt like she was conflicted. Like, she mm -hmm. was, like she did, now, she did vote in favor of women, but she was, like, really at war with herself. She was like, Andrew, you know, like, I was brought up like this, and, you know, I think men do have roles, and I still believe that, you know, a man should do this and a man should do that, but... How amazing would it be if a woman did this? Like, she saw the hope. She wanted it so much. She was in turmoil. And I was like, boy, what the fuck? Because in my mind, in my, you know, semi-millennial mind, I'm like, boy, this is a clear cut Like, answer. it seems very obvious. Mom, yeah. Why wouldn't you just be on the side of your gender? That's it. Like, and it's, it's all over the conservative sites. I see it all every fucking day. It'll be with the Gillette commercial. They're like, I like my man to be a real man. We won't be bringing that in our home. My man pays the bills. He Wait, takes care mean, of us. So Legit. You mean to tell me if he said the nigga went out and Bye. got a raise that she'd be like, what are you, some bitch now? I'm telling you, right? Like, <laughs> like one one woman posted one woman posted this video. Uh, sorry, meme that says, "Oh, oh, you're a liberal. I think we both should see other men." Like that's legit the meme, and like it was like these gals really out here. Like they really that's how Trump won. This is what Trump I'm saying. comes off like the man's man. A lot of time, people could be just in their bubble and think that the entire world <laughs> yeah. ends up thinking like them. Mm -hmm. The entire world is not. You could be, and we're going to get to a bubble conversation at the end of this podcast, at the very end of it, <laughs> but you could be in your bubble and think that you have this wave of support 
and this wave of community and everyone, especially if you live in a like a more liberal place, right. that that everyone thinks like you and that the world is going to be crafted that way. A lot of people would look at this and then just shrug their shoulder because like the apathy is worse than the conservatives being angry about it. At least the conservatives being angry about it are telling you to your face. Facts. They are Facts. saying it. The people who are apathetic about it just be like, I don't even need to discuss this. I feel no ways about this because this does not affect me. And that's me. And that that's it. I would that's not me. talk about it and I'll just keep on living my life and doing the things that I want to do anyway. But I, And truth be told, I was in a bubble too. Like all the people on my timeline with Trump were like, oh, he ain't gonna win with the vote notions. Like, oh yeah, gals can get it. Like we support gals. I was like, oh yeah, this could be an easy vote. Then when the landslide comes, you're like, where were all these niggas? Like, when did this happen? So it, it's, it's weird. Oh man, watch the, watch the Brexit movie. It was good. The movie is really good. I did not watch it. Yet. There's a fantastic scene. There's one scene in the Brexit movie where this woman breaks down, essentially, on why she's voting for England to leave, and her entire breakdown is about how emotional she's felt and how she just wants to be heard. Because even even that had frames of, uh, uh, it was racism and right and, yeah. and masculinity in it. Because the the phrase from the Brexit thing was "take back control." Right. And I think a lot of times that's with these emasculated or the men who just feel slightly threatened feel that they have to take back control all the time. That well, you, ha- you have to somehow win or lose an argument. And I would always, I'd be weirded out by men who feel that they are losing. Like, how? If you're all losing, who's winning? I, I forget which comedian said that. Mm. But it, like, if white men are losing, who in the world is fucking winning? That's the who's in first place in, in this shit? Like, how could you even for a second feel sensitive about any of this like 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 that's the famous um oh god i forgot who cracked the joke and and then they were like oh i saw it i saw it on the conservative site this week Mm -hmm. they were like well all the mexicans are taking our jobs nigga are they say oh the minorities are taking our jobs you was about to be a neurosurgeon from india you 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 who who, who, like who pushed the tractor you was about to go pick all these oranges no you weren't and then, and and the question is, you know, white men right now are feeling like they're going to be a minority in the states. It's like, so why don't be a minority? Y'all treat them badly, right? Exactly. Y'all treat the them badly. Why? Why only? Why? Why else get to be a minority? Why does that feel so? <laughs> why does that feel so weird to you? Exactly. You, you, that, and that's what the Gillette thing also made me feel like. Like reading some of the comments and be like. Huh? Like like I read some of the things. <laughs> if you're not a minority, you speak it. It's like. It's fucked up when people like don't listen to you and take it and like make casual jokes and think that that's cool all the time. <laughs> you would want someone to speak up every once in a while, wouldn't you? Or like you have to be in a position where you just have to take it and be like, "No, nah, I'm not offended," because you want to make the other person that that feels weird, doesn't it? No, 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 no. But one of the things that I I read right in in talking about this commercial and about how liberal men are reacting to mm-hmm. it. And how they're acknowledging that there's something wrong wrong mm-hmm. in society. And I th- the quote was, acknowledging bigotry isn't the same as critiquing it. Like, people mm-hmm. say all day, yeah, there's something wrong. Or, yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. But you don't criticize the action of the people who are actually doing the bigoted thing. That's true. Because a you- lot of times, we, and we have to even, 10th year seniors, men in this room, mm-hmm. John outside it, we have to unlearn behavior that we learned growing up for this entire time. And sometimes it could be difficult because it's things that you learned as an adult and your entire framing of how the world works is based on one set of values 
that now you might have to look at differently and say that I could be wrong. Sometimes people get so stubborn mm. when they become adults. They have no ability to change. But you could be like, I was fucked up like like six months ago. Yeah. Like much less Fox. 10 years ago or five years ago that sometimes it takes its difficulty in changing the way you think and then the way you feel. And people could think you're bullshitting them when you're not. You're just saying... Take time to get your mind right. Shouts to Jay Electronica, aka Jay Electronica. <laughs> Fuck you! Don't don't you dare call his name. Wait, you ain't watching your Chinese cartoon tonight? That's amazing to me. Yeah, it'd be anyway, cool, go. whatever, nigga. No, but uh, that's one hundred percent true. Actually, you know, to give you a Nile credit, it was a podcast me you and Nile did. I think about the Me Too movement or something, and y'all changed my name. Y- y'all, y'all, just in general, you know, this is why I like doing podcasts with you, pause, and just in general because it's a different perspective. Because my perspective is always very niggardly. It's very niggly. It's like, oh, well, fuck these guys. I don't know. The Me Too movement is going to run out. But then it's good to get hear another perspective because there's a lot of shit that I was doing wrong, a lot of shit that I was saying in articles I had written um, back in, like, when we first, when I first started doing articles. <laughs> I remember the guy used to, like, have to, like, go in and, like, edit the article. But you can't say that, my nigga. So now I, I've gotten better at self-editing and being like, can't say that. Can't say that. You know what I mean? But, but, Perfect segue. But, but you know how bad I was in the beginning? Perfect segue. Yeah. Because we started a site in 2014, 2015. <laughs> you wrote an article on the 8% in 2016. Which I still stand by. I ain't even going back and read the article. I'll be honest with you, Chief. I didn't read about it. I'm going to keep it real with you. Monday morning, we wake up. <laughs> you, know, you wake up. I wake up. I go into work. See? Message. Twitter going crazy. What? Why? <laughs> what, what did R. Kelly do now? <laughs> Well, see, rape. <laughs> Did Drake go out with another seventeen-year-old? <laughs> Did that happen? Because that's important. We want to know about that. Drake actually went out and had a restaurant for I think it was the girl was either nineteen or eighteen. Why does he do this? He actually did that, and then people were freaking out over the video of him touching the girl right. on stage. But I said, yeah, but what about that other Drake story? And then a Drake story about Millie Bobby Brown and him texting her. <laughs> I don't text any fourteen-year-olds ever in my life. That's weird. I'm sorry. And, 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 and Drake is the type to be like, when you turn 18, call me. I don't think Drake is capable of pedophilia, but he's capable of, like, preemptive, like, hey, you, you 14 now, but in four years, I'm coming for you. You know why? Because you've heard niggas say shit like that back 100%, in the day. 100%. You've heard, what Kale said in this podcast last week? I mean, if grass on the <laughs> Niggas have said shit like that in public and be like, I mean. One of my boys had a kid who went to QC, uh, and he was like, play. Some, some some little girls in this class, but but he grew he grown up at the right time. Nigga, you can't say that. Yeah, because then you think to yourself, what the fuck does what, that mean? What the fuck you looking at? Yeah, what, what, wait 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 wait. That's when you be like, hold on a second, <laughs> hold on hold on a second. I, let's play this out. I can acknowledge what a cute in child. Your, what in your brain came down that path? But then see, in 2019, maybe do don't that. do it. Don't do that. Don't maybe do it, don't son. do that because you're still a little too close to the sun. <laughs> Mm-mm. I I'm, I'm on some. I don't even touch kids no more. Like to, to hug them. <laughs> no, pause, pause, pause. Let me let me <laughs> walk that fuck? back. I don't even like. You know how like back in the day you'd be like, oh, let me pick up a kid and throw him up in the air and put him back there. My sisters own a daycare now. I hands in pockets, nigga. Y'all in what? Oh, Andrew is coming in. No children. Regular, like, what's up, little nigga? That's that's literally my energy. I I everyone's a fist bump. Hey, look, hey, cameras, fist bump. Look at it. Not doing nothing. Okay, I do that with kids. I fist, fist bump, bump. Yeah, fist bump. <laughs> no, sir. No we hugs. Got, we got my nigga. We got my nigga. <laughs> Little girls. 
Baby shark do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, I know that. We that safe, shit, we good? That shit bang, right? We good? All right, bang. cool. We need a little baby remix that though, and then we <laughs> keep can, your distance, my nigga. Okay, so let's get back on topic. The article that you wrote about the 8% yeah. in Nassau, and it was a framing of the bourgeois and how people in Nassau segregate themselves based a lot of times on class, mm-hmm. based on school affiliations, on where they go, the places mm-hmm. they don't go. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you only see a group of people in one place or another place. From what I understand, again, we don't have Twitter. So no. people then have to tell us. Yeah, I don't care. So Ammo, the solid. Yeah, Timmy. Timmy. Timmy came with John. Me, yeah. Those are the people who have to tell us <laughs> yep. what's going on on Twitter. Yep. And then they'd screenshot something. I'd be like, word? <laughs> and then I'd be like, when do you write that? John. John, of course, with time into Monday, 2016. <laughs> Every day. Socrates, let me go back to work. <laughs> be like... Let me see if I'm on one podcast about this. No, they won't go watch Chinese cartoon on Wednesday. That's straight. But Dragon Ball Z is left. You lucky I'm here. Wow. I mean, you going to watch it tomorrow? Yeah. There's another show. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it. They tomorrow. have a Dragon Ball Z drink and an ice cream, apparently. I'll be engaging in both. Kev, I'll be indulging in both, sorry. Kev is very, like, perturbed by this. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Kev just keeps saying, niggas like Dragon Balls, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he does not understand anime, anime culture at all. He has a thing. But I think this drawn-ass nigga would, like, be into anime. No. This is why I didn't want to go the first night. Because I was like, I don't want to be counted in that fucking number. Because I know it'll be nothing but weird niggas out there. I'm like, sorry, Javon, not you. But I know it'll be a lot of weird niggas out there. So I was like, I go on. See, anime is something I keep to myself. Y'all only know that because y'all are my boys. If y'all wasn't my boys, y'all would never fucking know I was just no fucking anime. Because that's my personal shit. Attack on, you just happen to like Attack on Titan. That happened by, I didn't even tell you about that. Because I figured the kind of boys teasing me about that. Fuck them. Uh, I just checked out. Um, in your Chinese cartoon rant this now. I don't even know. All I heard was Attack on Titan. Right. Exactly. That's, that's all you care about. And then you post all your little... And then what pissed me off? You don't really rant about this. Wait, what? wait. I'm sorry. I'm a person who watches anime now, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fuck you. Maybe you need to broaden <laughs> the now scope. now I was there, you was going to say that. See, maybe you need to broaden <laughs> the scope of the community and not try to segregate <laughs> in the same way that this brunch article and this article on the 8% tried to segregate. And, right, tried to segregate and s- divide people like maybe don't do that next time that's all I'm saying Andrew so back to go back because you pissed me off no 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 so apparently there was this uh, a party called a a brunch party called unruly brunch right yeah and then there was a a fight or some incident at it Mm -hmm. again I could be completely wrong about this because I didn't go to the party I didn't go to the fucking brunch it wasn't a 10th year senior's event so and and then uh, someone uh, posted about it and said that because of the branding of the brunch by the way, from Ammo again, this person's name is Bannerman, or that's his alias on Twitter. Fantastic alias. That's I actually, just, uh, I don't know. Would you, as a Game of Thrones fan, how could you not? Because you're just a Bannerman. You're not like a chief, you're not a boss. Like, pick a, pick a side. Wait, 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 wait. Who's Bannerman are you? You realize that all the other people who actually fight the war are the Bannerman, right? Like, the Starks are there, but then the Starks get usurped by the Boltons because the Boltons were their bannermen and then they went to the top. You won't be a Stark? Every, yeah, but everyone doesn't start off in one of those families. Okay, that's the fair. The Baratheons, for that's example, fair. were okay. the bannermen. All right, that's fair. Of Dragonstone. Sorry, say no more, say less. The Tyrells, hey. again, were bannermen before they became Tyrells. You can't just jump into one part okay. and then just think you started out there. It's All the right. journey, Andrew. No, that's true. Bannerman, fantastic nickname. I take back what I said. That's fine. Also fantastic. If you go on YouTube, you could get to the... There's a, a clip 
of where Rob Stark calls his Bannerman for the first time in season one. Amazing scene. We the, don't know Theon is an asshole in that scene, and Theon is like, "Are you scared?" And Rob Stark. That's not. That's not better than the Cat Stark one. When Cat Stark calls her Bannerman when, when, in the thing, when, when she's in the restaurant and she was like, "Sir, you are the Red Keep. Sir, you would say this man has attacked my son, a boy of twelve, and all them niggas stand up." I was like, "That's power." So you agree that Bannerman are important? I agree. I agree. Okay. Very important. I agree. So. I don't. I didn't even see his original tweet, but apparently he defined what unruly was and said, "This is why you're drawing the kind of crowd that you draw." Mm-hmm. And it came off as I go back and read this shit. It came off as el- elitism right. to some people. Elitism, yeah. And I, I just in reading the story, uh, the, the the messages, receiving the messages, saying they said this about tenth year seniors, they said this about tenth year seniors. My response was, "Well, you're accurate about us, one hundred percent. That is very true. Yes, yes." I can only speak on my experiences. I went to fucking Kingsway. You, you, like you mean, like you mean to to, to 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 be the hero for government school shit? No, and, and then also <laughs> right, right, like that's what you want me to do. I can't speak on y'all shit, nigga. I'm gonna speak on private school. This no, is the way we like, think. This is like when I turn on ESPN and I see football niggas talking about basketball, and I say no. No, don't talk about basketball. Let me hear the basketball people talk about basketball. If you're in the barbershop, some niggas like, boy, I love DC characters, but Spider Man and the Hulk, love them. Shut the fuck up. You all don't know what you're talking about. You, you, mm, shut the fuck up. That's what we can do. You can't comment on what other people find fun or what other people's parties. You know, Sometimes someone could... won't get that. Someone won't get that reference. Go on. Wow. It, okay. Go on. Sorry. Let's <laughs> but like, <laughs> like it's, it pisses me off now. They won't get that. But reference. like sometimes people are tourists in other people's culture and other people's environments. Right. And then there are different cultures and different mm-hmm. sects on this island mm-hmm. and places people frequent all the time. But don't, they don't go to other, they don't go to certain places. There are people who are in bond. I could go on Instagram and see people in bond. I know you in bond. Every fucking weekend. That's, that's right. their shit. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Mm-hmm. People that see that's bougie. They playing techno music. I can't I my shit. Not my shit. So. Like, I would go in Bond, like, every once in a while, but I could be in there every weekend. I could be my go-to. But for some people, that's their go-to. Other people find that shit boring and find the music whack and be like, I don't understand why anyone is into that shit. Fox. There's people and that's who, me. who could decide that, like, the idea of, of brunch doesn't belong to any one set of people. It's just an event. It's like saying lunch or dinner belongs to one set of people. Exactly. It could be for everyone. But then if you frame and market your party in a certain way... Then you would type that kind of crowd, and then that's what invariably mm-hmm. is going to happen. Mm-hmm. There was a time Olives didn't play reggae, and Olives didn't play soca at their brunch. But then they, the kind of crowd Olives was attracting said, let's make this into an all-day party, and then mm-hmm. started getting a DJ and started playing more music. And that's just a natural progression of shit, because businesses want to make money. People who throw parties want to make money. Kev always used to say this every time he used to try to throw a party. Private school people will come to your party every once in a while. Yep. But your pockets ain't gonna really be straight until you get like the center of Nassau to buy into your brand and buy into your product. I don't know if I agree with that. Which, I, pri- which private school should you think like? I think pop off a wedding. I look at and I I always reference this in articles when we took Green Pirate back. We lost Green Pirate. Green Pirate started feeling themselves. They started playing reggae and hip hop, and the whole crew. They had like. Wait, a, wait. I want anyone listening to this who reading. You only have what this man said. Yeah. This is the person. Yeah. This is the person whose article you all yes. was like fucking debating. This nigga's talking about Green Pirate like it was. The boy, we lost it. Boy, Green I, re- pa- I remember when we won back Winterfell. <laughs> yes. 
I remember when you came home from school and you was like, boy, I home, let's go out. And me and you went out and we went to Graham Park and had an amazing, safe, civil fucking time. We lost it the year after. They started playing reggae, doing conch salad and fuck. And there was like a murder in the street, fights used to break out. And what they realized was, junglers only come in there to like drink and post up. So the place full, but no one's spending money. So they switched to music, put it back to top 40, put it back to techno. We'd all the niggas mean? out. I mean, no one's spending money. I find that hard to believe. Them jung- junglers don't nah, I, th- I No, no, that's incorrect. I think what actually happened was that they had a few incidents there and didn't want those incidents to happen and viewed those incidents as a deterrent, not that people weren't spending money. That's cute. I'm sure that people went to that unruly brunch and spent money. That's cute. I spoke to someone who worked to Green Parish who told me niggas weren't spending money. They was like the same money they was making before this. Hey, they was making at, at that time. Let me cap. Go. Never mind. I got it. Keep going. <laughs> so, all what happened was they was like, alright, let me change the music out. They weeded them niggas out because niggas don't like techno. And then it came back that they've renovated since then because of the money they've been making off of us, off private school, don't want no smoke niggas. Period. So I'm not going to apologize for like, oh, well, he's, I'm not being elitist. Like, but, niggas just like certain shit. That's it. I, why am I apologizing for that? I don't know. I don't know why you're apologizing for that. Y'all, y'all named the brunch unruly. What th- the fuck y'all thought was going to happen? I, th- I just think that this is Nassau. And like, we got to, we have to not pretend that we don't live in Nassau. Exactly. We know where we live. We mm-hmm. know what the scenes are. Mm-hmm. We know when we was coming up. And the shit, one, that your parents would tell you. Shit. To where your friends don't want to go, because mm-hmm. you'd be you want to flex where your friends are gonna go, where they right. want to go hang out, and some of your boys or some of your girls would just be like, "Nah, that ain't it. I ain't going there. If the that's guy... not my scene." And then you would you would know it. And then pe- there were people who would venture out and go to do something else. But the, the way that our culture is bred, even when there was that fight on Rose Island, the first thing people jumped to right away was that, "Oh shit, look at these niggas taking over Rose Island now." Mm. That's how people think. That's how people. Um, that's how people frame their thought process when it when it comes to Nassau mingling together, because for some reason, not for some reason, but if, if there's an incident at a party and people fight, you there is less incentive for you to draw a wide expanse of people or a greater crowd. If there was a fight at Light Vibes and there was a fight at Light Vibes every single weekend. Again, I've never we been here. Going. We have never been to like no. Mars, but I'm just saying I've seen private school children go there and that was, that was their shit last summer. But if there was a fight weekend after weekend, they would stop going. They would not go. And we, what kind of person are you that you would go to somewhere every weekend if you know Thank there's a potential you. for danger? Thank you. Because they want that. What is, what is the Ralph meme? I'm in danger. Like, that's <laughs> yes, exactly. Wait. If, if, if Dakari invited me, for example, hey, all right, Dakari invited me somewhere Sunday to, uh, to watch football, right? If I go and a fight break out, I'd be like, boy, what the fuck is this? I will be shocked. I'll be like, boy, why niggas out here scrapping? But if I go to like Ross Corner to a bar and they like got they be playing fucking loud music, gals and whatever, whatever. I'm gonna try to draw no picture. And a fight break out there, I expect that. If you go over the hill, it's certain shit you expect. If I go in a certain community, it's certain shit I expect. Yeah, that's on you. Right, you ain't you ain't going in fucking um, um, old Fort Bay and expect a reggae party where niggas gonna be fighting. You ain't expecting yeah. that. But if it was a reggae party where niggas weren't fighting in old Fort Bay, that would be lit. That would be amazing. I wish, listen, I said this on the radio today, this Buju concert could be a safe fucking concert. You know why? Everyone who like Buju now old. Oh, let's got bills and shit. K. 
Can I? Hey, you work the radio station. You need to finesse a ride. Oh, boy. nigga, I'm on. I'm going. We we going tonight. Okay. We we we, we Gucci for that. I, I talked to my uh, director today. I was getting meals, and you know we get fucking tickets. All right, I'm gonna end the podcast now because I ain't care about this brunch. Oh yeah. Oh no. I, I, I care. I care about like the idea of income inequality in the Bahamas yeah. and NASA being segregated. Maybe there should be more things that we could come together to do but I feel that example the Buju concert is something like that but it's about how you it's also about how you market shit and mm-hmm. words are powerful and words have meaning in them and to pretend that they don't is part of your job is to know that they do yep. and how you frame something to the public to get them to come to your event beloved that's all, all I gotta say in brunches for everyone nigga everyone is being charged overpriced for champagne and eating <laughs> chicken and waffles that will clog your arteries and make you die y'all taking the same bitches y'all just is fighting it's, son it's the same bitches it's the same fucking energy son I am not mad at you Buju's a new marriage that's all that matters to me Buju anyway. free Buju free Buju free sign up your freaking up but calm your nuts anyway <laughs> this has been I Need a Minute Podcast. Thank you for listening, and thanks, Gillette. Thanks, Gillette. <laughs>